0: on today's episode of locked on 76ers an overtime victory over the indiana pacers on wednesday night without joellen b we'll tell you how the sixers got there with their third straight win 11 in a row at home next right here locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from TheEnquired.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, overtime victory in South Philly. What's up, man?
1: Yo, what's up? Yeah, it was a good one. What they won, 129 to 126 over the Pacers.
0: Three-point victory in OT, and they trailed towards the end. Two defensive plays down the stretch for the Sixers in regulation to force overtime at 120. And then they had the extra three points over the Pacers in OT. We'll tell you how we got there, what really stood out in some of the players in terms of Matisse Thiebel getting more minutes like Keith wants. Montrezl Harrell, no Joel Embiid, stepping in in a big way and a collective team win in this one as the Sixers collect the victory. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube on Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, as you said, a three-point victory, 129-126. Seven players in double figures. No Joel Embiid, who had the night off, as you reported, with left foot soreness. So he took the night off. Next game for the Sixers on Friday, we'll see if he's back. But they got seven players in double figures, man. This was a team win and up by as much as 13. Disappointed to see that they allowed that to happen. They did pull the win out. What stood out to you? I mean, the, the play of really what stood out to me was
1: the play of Montrez Harrell. You know, uh, you know, we, we look at Tobias Harris, you say what Tobias did, you know, he had a double, double, he had 19 and and 10, you know, James Harden was the leading scorer with uh, 26 points, but Montrez Harrell to me was a beast. I mean, we know he brings energy. We know he does a lot of things, but there's a guy that finished with a season high, 19 points, a season high of four blocks. He shot 8 from 9 from the field. He made his first eight baskets, man. And the last one he missed was in what what 50 something seconds left in overtime, a tip-in that he could have had, right? Um to me, he brought that energy. That really stood out. Another thing that stood out to me was 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 Matisse Thybul. You know, Matisse played 20 20 minutes 21 minutes and 22 seconds. The crazy part is when he plays that amount of minutes, the 76ers are 8-0 when he plays tw- at least 20 minutes a game. So I felt like he brought it. He's a guy that played 20 minutes, but he was also a game best plus 14 in those 20 minutes. So when you look at it, like you said, the balance, they got to clean up those turnovers that they had at the end, but the balance – And uh, Matisse and Montrez and the overall play of the bench,
0: to me, was the difference in that game. It's crazy that you bring up the turnovers because it ended up with uh, 11. I think it was 11 and 11 points the Pacers made off of the 11 turnovers. And Keith, they had six in the fourth quarter. So through three quarters, they had five turnovers, only five turnovers. And that's pretty darn good. And that's why they were able to have a 13-point lead To have a big league going into there to knock down those threes get those extra shots they had 98 field goal attempts and we talk about it a lot where they might be a minus 10 where that's disappointing because you're coughing the ball up so you're giving the opponent other opportunities to score the basketball them tonight protecting the rock the way that they did unfortunately in the fourth where they dropped that quarter by 13 and look man you're right good minutes from matisse Steibel. really good minutes from montrez harrell and that eight for eight to start it off, that ninth uh, tipping opportunity, not there for him. But it was really the four block shots too, man, because that's not what he's known for. He's not a defender. He's not known for that. He's known for you can go right at him in the paint and get points on him because he's not a defender. So the energy that he brought, you know that it's infectious, man. He'll get a, a dunk and two points early on in the game and you're like dude settle down you just had two points and you don't need to get so excited but that's who he is that's how he plays and tonight man you're right it really showed and they needed it in a big way because no Joel Embiid there tonight
1: yeah yeah that was huge that was
0: huge what did you what did you make of the lineup that Doc Rivers decided to start with because no Embiid so he went with Tucker remaining there playing Miles Turner at the five and Indiana goes small with Neesmith as their biggest player at six six Everyone else is 6'6 six, six and down, and Tyrese Halliburton, 6'5, Buddy Hill, 6'4, and, uh, and uh, Andrew Nemhart, the rookie from Gonzaga, a 6'3, 6'4 player. I thought that he was going to start with Montrez Harrell. He decided to go with Tyrese Maxey, put him back in the starting lineup, and it was a good call because they used their speed, they used their pace to get up and down the floor. Indiana is one of the top teams in the league in transition buckets, so I, I give Doc Rivers credit for going with that three guard lineup to start off. Yeah. It's not
1: really surprising. Cause when you look at doc rivers, let's let's, I mean, when you think of what he's done in the past, right. So you like, um, you know, who was it? You know, typically it just seems like he goes a little different. He likes his backup centers to always stay the backup centers. And then he'll start somebody else in their mm-hmm. place. You know what I mean? Like, you know he he it just seems like that that's just what he does and he's done that the last 2 years now again well Andre Drummond was a different situation but for the most part it's always been that way and when you look at it and and you know it some people say it is kind of surprising but then you have a guy like Montrez who says he kind of prefers to come off the bench because he can look at the game he can see what's going on And then he comes in and he can bring that energy, right? He said he got that from Lou Will. Lou Will told him that this is a role that you're going to have and you can thrive in it. So I understand that. But, yeah, I mean, the the thing is it got to a point where I looked at it when Montrez was in there, he brought – it seemed like things flowed a little bit better than when P.J. Tucker was in there. Now, I know P.J. got a little injury. He got checked out and he came back. But it was one of those things where you were going to say, well, they're playing so much better with Trez. Are you going to, like, instead bring in Paul Reed instead of instead of PJ just because of, it just seemed like it was flowing so much better when PJ wasn't on the floor? Yeah. So to me, that, that was the one thing that I thought. But Trez, I mean, he played phenomenally. But he did say, hey, I play better. And I like being coming off the bench than starting.
0: Well, when you talk about his offensive production, again, known for that six men of the year, and a lot of that was simply because of his scoring, they're going to look for him. When P.J. Tucker's out there, they're finding him in the corner. Maybe he'll take the shot. Maybe he's not. If he's open, he will. Oftentimes, somebody closes out, he's passing the basketball. With Montrez Harrell, you can – and look, they'll run that from time to time little – pick and roll with Tucker Tucker and Harden and Harden will drop him off right there in the middle of the paint for that try to get that teardrop to go uh but with with Montrez you know that he is going straight line going to get a basket off of that pocket pass from James Harden it was a nice wraparound from Tyrese Maxey in the first half where he found Montrez Harrell for a dunk uh, after he drew two defenders and look man it was it was a really good game for him and and you're right this he was probably the started game 26 yes for james harden that's typical we know what he's gonna do uh missed two free throws down a stretch that he had to make up for by getting that block keith uh but yeah montrez harrell really stood out and really shined in this game uh we'll come back and we'll get into a little bit more of the game last night for the sixers and what really stood out as this team again seven players in double figures Pretty good win. Disappointing in the fact of how they gave up the lead, but able to hold on to it. We'll tap into a little bit more of what took place in the game next, right here on Locked On 76ers. But after you have a long night like last night for Keith and I, as we deal with our our show, our writing for the game, we need something to give us a little bit of a pep in our step as we start things off for the day. And as part of our new year as well, if you're looking for a delicious treat while you're hanging out late or getting an early start, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you gotta try a built bar. When you just get through the holidays and you know your goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year, if you're like me, when you wanna eat healthier, but don't want to compromise the taste, then man, I got the right thing for you. You gotta try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you at all. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What make Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's correct, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably flavors like churro, peanut, butter, brownie, and coconut, almond. Uh, And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. You heard me correct. You can get them with those low calories and low sugar at Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Also, if you're close to Sam Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box without hit flavors, with our hit flavors, pardon me, brownie batter and churro, folks. You can thank me later. Enjoy your built Bar. Welcome back. Locked On 76ers here with us. Now, thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Now, for your next, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, looking at this, man, uh, the home win streak once again, now up to 11. They've won 15 of their last 16 at home. And uh, they've just been really tough to beat back here in Philadelphia. And as we've talked about before, with the tough stretch they have in March, 17 games in March, five at home, 12 on the road, these are important to get these types of Ws.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it is important to get these types of uh, a Ws um, at home, I mean, especially since I guess they're going to have a, a, a tough stretch coming up. Um, In a couple weeks or in in about a week. Yeah, they got that West Coast trip. So, I mean, this was a big one. I mean, like, as you mentioned, they got 11 at home. I mean, I I think the big thing is, um, you know, unfortunately, Joel didn't play for the 76ers because, you know, right now, like, I'm one of these guys. I think, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I I think that the regular season is is not going to – like, I I think a lot is – is for the Sixers is Eastern Conference finals or bust. That's just my thing when it comes down to this season. It's so much at stake right now. But these next couple games, at least this month, I think that for them, it's one of those things where you want to be able to see what your full roster is like before the trade deadline on February the 9th so you can make some adjustments and see who – who fits, who doesn't, you know, things like that. And unfortunately for them, Joel didn't get to play because of that. However, I feel like that with Joel and Embiid, when he does miss games, it's big for them to get these victories because you can see and guys will get confident and then they can play. And for a guy like Trez, I think that this was a big game for him Because let's face it, the knock is, what can he do? Is he going to be small enough? Is he going to be able to bring these energy? Even though he was or is the 2006 man of the year, the knock has been is, can he defend bigger guys? And what can he do in the playoffs? Playoffs. So, yeah, I, I feel like I would like to see the 76ers go full stab so you can see what they can do. But at the same time, this was a big game for Trez and for the Sixers in regards to confidence.
0: And we saw pockets last night too, Keith, where others stood out. Like Jake Milton came in early and he did his thing where he had a stretch of a few baskets there. Matisse Thibault had five consecutive points the end of the third quarter and then the first two points of the the, the, sec- the fourth quarter where he got those points after not scoring at all. As you mentioned with his solid play last night, he didn't score at all in the first half, really through the first three quarters into that three pointer that he made. And you just saw guys just do their part. a the big team win, where 26 for Harden, yet three players with 19 points DeAnthony Melton, Tobias Harris doing big things, big, big moments where Tobias Harris with the big offensive rebound there, Keith, at the end, even the evening score at 120. DeAnthony mm-hmm. Melton hitting that big three in overtime to give them the lead, and they never gave it up. Everybody played a part in that one. And as you said, it's good to see because they are starting to maybe, maybe Doc Rivers is able to really define some roles if Thibault, pardon me, if Harrow is able to play this way, where he can now get the nod more so over Paul Reed. And we've seen that as of late, as he played well tonight, he has gotten the call more often than not over Paul Reed anyway. Yeah, he has. I mean, he has
1: more often than not over Paul Reed. I mean, I I just feel like, you know, you know, Harrell is is more of an energy guy. Now, who knows? It can always change. Right. But He's more experienced. He he does stuff. If you notice, the thing that really impressed me about him um, this night was just how the way he communicated. Like, he communicated a lot on the defensive end. Montrez um, Harrell. Yeah, Montrez Harrell. He was extremely engaged. I mean, and, and he was extremely active, too. I mean, you saw that. Like, he got the first block, and then he was crashing the board, getting rebounds, you know, doing a lot of different things. And, and I feel like, you know, as long as he plays that way, especially when you got guys on the defensive-minded guys on the floor – you know, he's going to be okay um you know at least for right now but again you know it, again everything is fluid as we know with doc rivers and everything so we could see paul reed playing if, if trez has a string of back-to-back poor games mm-hmm. so yeah i think everything is, is, is working out
0: all right well listen man on the other side our final segment here keith we will talk about where they are in the standings some big games last night also uh, brooklyn had their win streak snap we'll tell you what's up next chicago coming in on on friday and they're the ones who took down the brooklyn nets last night we'll discuss it all break it down final segment right here on locked on 76ers and as we get into the new year small businesses are really trying to make sure that do they do the right thing to kick off their year right with their businesses and of course with their hires and as small business owners or hiring managers You know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. I know that's very important to you. It would be for me with my business as well if I'm doing that. People who are like-minded like me and have the same type of goals Of succeeding not just in 2023 but overall going forward linkedin jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeted tools they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 m member that's 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates identify the most qualified candidates on linkedin jobs and connect them with fast And for free, LinkedIn Jobs make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash MBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply welcome back locked on 76ers that's Keith Pompey I'm Devon Givens here with you on locked on 76ers Sixers win last night by three in overtime over the Pacers they are now 23 and 14 Keith nine games over 500 still fifth in the Eastern Conference standings but they have three games over the Knicks and the Pacers who have the uh, identical record right there behind the Sixers Sixers only two and a half games out of first place. Brooklyn lost last night. They're game and a half back of Brooklyn and um, two and a half back of Boston, who are at the top of the Eastern Conference. One game back of the Cleveland Cavaliers in the fourth spot. As much as we talk about so many things with them, Keith, that makes us pull our hair out. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Good uh, well, I pulling mine out, too. We've had that conversation. Me and you. Yeah, yeah I'm my beer. i you your beer out. There you go. Um, they're two and a half games back, man, out of the Eastern Conference top seed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's two and a half games
1: back. I mean, I, you know, that's impressive. I mean, it, especially, it's, it's crazy, right? How, um, you know, like Brooklyn was on this crazy tear, and then all of a sudden they lose a game and they drop the third that fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how tight it is because you would think that you win 11 in a row. That you would have like uh, oh 12 in a row you Eight. win 12 in a row and you're good you know what I mean you're good and now they're back to third so the sixes are right where they want to be you know it, the the scary part is you know like you would think a couple of days ago like okay Chicago we know Chicago has the two all-stars but you but you say okay well Chicago's coming to town but then Chicago's a the team that just came off a big victory right not so to mention,
0: it, the Sixers have their number for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it, you you
1: think that something's going to give after a while, but you know what? The Sixers are in a great situation now. The key is: is this going to is this Sixer team different to the ones in the past? In the past, the Six this would be the Sixers would go on a two game losing streak, like they would lose to Chicago and they would go to Detroit and lose. So now it's like one of those things where, come on, you guys, regardless of Joel and B plays or not, you know, this is the games that really matter. These are the games that, you know, that you're supposed to win and that you have to win. So, so let's see if they can, you know, uh, step up and, and play. Cause like you said, they're right there,
0: right there. And, I mean, look, uh, we talked a lot of games that they've lost and some bad ones, including last Friday, Keith, when they played the Pelicans and CJ McCollum goes off for the 42 and Zion goes for 36. And we're frustrated by how things took place and losing that 11 point game. They bounce back and they beat OKC and then they come back on Monday earlier this week and take down the Pelicans in the rematch. But when you look at it again, you talk about the 12 that Brooklyn had on their win streak. Let's not forget about when Boston started off, Keith. They looked like they were just full head of steam and nobody was going to get in their way. Then they lose three games in a row. They lose two to Orlando and Boston, and they mm-hmm. lose 150 they allowed to Oklahoma City the other night. So remember when we talked about Cleveland blowing out the Sixers in Cleveland a, a few weeks back, they gave up a buck 50 to Oklahoma City with no Shea Gilgis Alexander <laughs> with their starters playing. For Boston, so the, the league is weird. Uh, the Sixers are two and a half games back, and they are still, as you said, in a pretty good spot, all things considered.
1: Well, exactly. They're in in a pretty good spot with all things considered. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, you know what? Like, I kind of liked what they did last night. I mean, again, I like seeing what Trez did. You know, something else that really stood out to me, and, and maybe it's because... His shot wasn't falling, um, you know, because he was eight for 20. But there was a stretch late in the game where James Harden would normally take that shot and he was swinging the ball a couple times. I like seeing that. You know what I mean? I like seeing that. Now, again, he did miss some shots, but at the same time, when I saw um, him swing a couple shots, especially to Maxie. You know, to me, I I thought that was a step in the right direction.
0: I also also thought in the post-game press conference when he was sitting there in front of you guys, Doc Rivers, he talked about how a lot of what he wanted to do late in the game was get the ball out of James Harden's hands and into Tyrese Maxey's hands. So it goes right along with what you just said. Uh, That's what the coach wanted. So good win for them. Next up, the Chicago Bulls. Bulls are still trying to fight their way back into the – overall playoff picture in the top six they got off to a great start last season they flamed out a bit towards the end and we all know that they've been struggling this year so uh they were really bad in a really bad space but they had a big team meeting i remember in minnesota where they beat the timberwolves and may have changed things around a little bit but they get a good win over the brooklyn nets on thursday night i mean wednesday night and and now keith they have an opportunity to uh, coming to Philadelphia and they just don't fare well, whether it's in Chicago or here in Philadelphia against the Sixers. So we'll preview that one tomorrow. Uh, Before we step away, we gotta thank everybody for hanging out with us here uh, on this Thursday. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Keep in mind letting the good folks know where they can find us. Yeah, you know what? Like my man D said, it's free and
1: available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you come to us <laughs> and, and listen to us the same place um, or you know wherever you go and get your podcasts at. Yeah. Um, also, when you click on our YouTube channel and you get our YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell and you become a new subscriber. And with that, whenever we post a podcast. You will get an alert and I'll let you know when our podcasts or new podcasts are out there. But also, do yourself a favor and listen to my man, Divine G at the Divine Giving Show from 10-15 to midnight tonight. I know you can stay up late and listen to the man and, and, and this and that. But also what you need to do is follow him on Twitter at Divine G 975 Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And then after you get done reading this, listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, go to inquire.com and read the coverage from last night's Sixers game um, and the Philadelphia Inquirer and inquire.com.
0: I don't know if this is the sound, but, you know, there you go. That's what you get on your <laughs> alert <laughs> for the podcast. Keith, thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. Preview the Bulls and the Sixers Friday night. Final game of the three-game homestand. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Peace. You got it.